I'm your host Q of the podcast Boule Like Jazz, and I'm coming to you. Do you want outside companies controlling what I talk about? The guests that I bring on? The posts that I repost and post? And the stories that I ignore? If you do not, I need you to support. Boule Like Jazz is not a hobby and it cannot run without your support. Head over to Boule Like Jazz. Go to the page Apopoda and donate. You can donate as many times as you want. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for watching and listening to Bootleg Like Jazz. Uh, I'm your host, Q. Uh, and today on the show, we're going to talk about all the recent trends that have been going on amid the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, we're going to talk about everything from hashtag stay home, work safe, all the way to crime. And then we're going to talk about what and how does the business and also economic stimulus package impact you? Uh, this is a great show. You don't want to miss it um do not forget to hit the button subscribe turn on your notifications and follow um today on the show we're going to talk a little bit more about what is going on with the coronavirus um on our show today we have the amazing chris legier uh from show 1002 what's up chris how you doing hey i'm good i'm good how y'all doing Awesome, we're good. Hey, thanks for being on the show today, man. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, so uh, let's just dive right in, folks. Uh, folks, has crime gone down because of the coronavirus? You tell me. But the facts are what they are. Uh, if you go look at KHOU.com in Houston and Business Insider, uh, there are several articles saying that, yes, crime has gone down. But some people say that because people are, you know, required to stay home, uh, shelter in place, uh, domestic violence is on the rise. And is that domestic violence only towards women or is it towards kids or both? I don't know. But we want to talk about it today on the show. Uh, also on the show, uh, we want to talk about scams. Um, it has been reported that the FBI has seen a surge in coronavirus-related attacks. Uh, I bring this to you folks because I want you to be safe. Uh, some of them including phishing, and that's PH, right? Uh, where they are scams disguised as fake CDC emails uh, from charities that don't exist and fake airline refunds. And of obviously, of course, because of the uh, economic stimulus uh, package, you definitely know that there's people that are out there trying to get your check. Um, we want to talk about this because we want you to be safe. Uh, we want you to be aware of what's going on uh, and we want you to be proactive. Uh, so Chris, uh, once again, thanks for being on the show. What are your thoughts about some of the uh, uh, you know, recent trends in crime, scam, uh, and things along those lines? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it seems like crime has gone down. That's because they're, um, they're not leading the news with it. You know, I'm not I'm not really sure how much crime has gone down. I mean, I can 
I'm pretty sure it's gone down at least a significant um, amount because everybody's in fear and really um, with sheltering in place. But also we have to look at too, like I was saying, the news is not reporting it. Everything is the coronavirus. So sometimes you might get a distorted reality of, um, of the actual news and crime statistics. Well, uh, it's funny that you bring that up. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, in the news has been people who've been profiteering off of what's going on. Uh, people selling masks, uh, Lysol, and toilet paper uh, for crazy prices. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, it's like this. No matter what happens in the world, whether it's a crisis, a depression, the economy is booming, somebody's always going to figure out a way to make money. And then the... Um, the actual profiteering, I don't think that's, I don't think it's right. People shouldn't be doing it. I know when I went to my little convenience store, I mean, right when the epidemic broke and the panic set in, you know, everybody was buying up toilet paper. Uh, everybody. And Chris, I want to keep the conversation going. Uh, I want to uh, talk a little bit about the social distancing guidelines. Uh, yeah. So today is March 31st, uh, March 30th, 2020. Uh, 31st, sorry, 31st, 2020, and tomorrow will be April 1st. We, they have extended today, you know, our county judge, Judge Hidalgo, um, and then on Sunday, President, uh, your president, our president, uh, extended the social distancing guidelines to the end of April. Um, I predict people are going to freak out a little bit. I predict that April is going to be a tough month for people. I think it's going to be a tough month for people economically. I think it's going to be a tough people, uh, a tough month for people uh, socially speaking. And I also think it's going to be a a tough month for people in terms of like their careers and their goals, because they've already had to go through March thinking that by this Friday, things were going to be a little better. Maybe they could go back to being around people, get their money up, whatever, whatever. But on Sunday, before April even started, they were told it's extended to the to the 30th of May. I'm sorry, the 30th of April. And some people think it might be longer than that. I want to know from you, Chris. What about you as well, listeners? But Chris, tell me, uh, do you think this month of April is going to be hard for for everyday working people? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, because people are starting to. I mean, the economic stimulus, the $1,200 stimulus isn't going to kick in for what, another two weeks, I think. Um, and President Trump was talking about something like this going to be a hard, it's going to be a hard two weeks. I think what he meant is that these $1,200 checks aren't going to be coming until for about another two weeks. But also we got to look at the, the thing about people can't just sit in the house, sit in the house all the time because we, we are social creatures. But the economic impact, the, um, the impact on the schools, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to have some type of some lasting effects. Um, how tough is it going to be? 30 days, three, four weeks is a long time to sit and do nothing. I just, this is what it seems like. This is what it seems like we're doing. But the thing I'm worried about is if we sit here for the next 30 days and as the news and the media keep on counting the number of cases and then they keep on counting the death toll, if that keeps on rising and going up because of the media, media driven story, then it could go well until May the 15th or 
something's got to give economically. And of course, everybody's he's talking about that 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 bend, that curve. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I just found out right. Be, uh, you know, I found out two things. One we'll talk about in a little bit. But one thing I found out before the show started was that some school districts here in in, in Harris County uh, and in the surrounding counties, uh, their buildings are closed until the beginning of May. Uh, whereas some of them said it was by Friday. I think that that is significant, and that you know also goes into you know people's worries, anxieties, childcare, uh, things along along those lines. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the thing. I mean, this is really letting us know, honestly. This is really letting us know what is essential in society and what's really not. The longer this goes on, the more we're going to figure that we're going to figure that out. But the so, thing about this social distancing is: is it really, you know, in a in a sense, is it really working? And see, the catch twenty two of it is politicians are going to be able to say, yeah, because we shut everything down and we wrecked the economy, we saved lives from the virus. But that's what they call, you know, that's one of those counterfactual type of arguments. You can't, we can't disprove it because we didn't run the experiment in reverse. Right, because it's par for the course, right. Yeah, but the question is, when let's say, for instance, the question is, let's say May the 1st comes around, when May the 1st comes, and they say, okay, everything's back open. Kids, y'all can go back to school for the month of May, go into, you know, even go into June a little bit. The NBA and all the sports leagues start playing again. They start having events and everything in May. So what happens if they do that, and then this virus just explodes all of a sudden? You know, then we just have millions of cases. So then we would ask ourselves, okay, we want to do the social distancing. The only way this is going to work is if we take in time to prepare for, according to them, what's going to be the inevitable onslaught of the virus. Yes. Uh, I mean, you bring up great points. Hey, you guys tell us what you think. Uh, go to bulelikejazz.com. Leave us a comment. Use the hashtag BLLJ. Uh, Chris, when you were speaking, something else you know was brought to my attention. It just broke right before our show tonight that Harris County is going to release uh, some nonviolent criminals. My question to you, me, uh, you know, Boulet Like Jazz is definitely, you know, against uh, prisoner pipeline, definitely against uh, a lot of social injustices, and one of those being marijuana. Chris, I want to know from you, them releasing nonviolent offenders right now amid, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, amid, amid this pandemic, and going back to what you said, that we're starting to reevaluate the things that are essential and not essential because of social distancing, is this release of nonviolent prisoners a precedent uh, for marijuana decriminalization as well as as well as the expungement of certain marijuana convictions that are nonviolent and of a low weight here in the state of Texas? Yeah, well, I mean, it should be. The, the trend for mar- mar- legalization of marijuana, it's on, marijuana is about to be legal anyway. But here's the biggest social social economic issue with releasing a thousand inmates. See, the problem is I have no problem. I have no problem releasing, I really have no problem releasing nonviolent inmates. You know what I mean? Because prisons really should be used for people who are honest honest to God threats to society but the problem comes into this all those 1,000 inmates those non-violent let's say drug offenses people get caught with marijuana and stuff like that how many of those people did you actually lock up that couldn't make bail that actually lost jobs they lost opportunities 
because they were locked up. So now what you're doing is you're releasing these people, you release them from the city or the county's care, and they have to go back to their families. And with resources already being stretched thin enough as it is, you know, how does that play? Will these people be eligible for unemployment benefits? Because you really, you, yes, you release you bring up good adults now. Violent adults. I'm not sure how many of these people lost jobs. They have no source of income, so they're gonna also be eligible. You see, that's the problem with this. One thing about this crisis, um, there's a lot of questions that is forcing us to ask ourselves. It's really taking. It's really forcing us to reevaluate how we operate as a society. But my thing is, I'm wondering is after this is declared over, we're gonna go back to the things that wasn't working before. Now, the only thing with this is politically releasing a thousand inmates, nonviolent inmates. I just hope and pray that they don't commit any crimes because then the county judges and the politicians are going to be blamed for it. Right. There's always a little bit of margin to work with, but hopefully uh, the numbers will be better on the positive than on the other side. Uh, hey, Chris, we want to thank you uh, for joining us here on Bullet Like Jazz. Uh, where can people find you online? Oh, man, just keep it simple. Go to show 1002.com. Thanks. Go to show 1002.com. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man. All right. Talk to you later, bro. All right. Thank you. There you have it. Uh, that was our, our special guest, uh, Chris, uh, from show1002.com. Check him out. Uh, this has been uh, Boule Like Jazz. Leave us a comment. Subscribe. Follow us. Uh, use hashtag BLLJ. Uh, uh, we bring you the topics, the stories that are important to uh, the black and the Afro-Latinx community. Uh, if this resonates with you, head over to Boulette Like Jazz. Uh, go to the page A Propos De um, and donate. Um, and also consider uh, supporting us on patreon.com slash BLLJ. I'm your host Q of the podcast Boule Like Jazz, and I'm coming to you. Do you want outside companies controlling what I talk about, the guests that I bring on, the posts that I repost and post, and the stories that I ignore? If you do not, I need you to support. Boule Like Jazz is not a hobby, and it cannot run without your support. Head over to Boule Like Jazz. Go to the page Apopoda and donate. You can donate as many times as you want. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Q, the host of the new and noteworthy podcast, Bootleg Like Jazz. Uh, this episode uh, is going to talk about how the 2020 economic stimulus package will impact you. Um, if you are an artist, uh, artist organization, or an educator, uh, you definitely want to tune in to this episode. If these stories resonate with you, head over to bootleglikejazz.com as well as on YouTube and donate, subscribe, turn on notifications and use a comment. Uh, give us a comment rather using the hashtag BLLJ. Uh, so let's let's just dive right in. Um, first things first, uh, the $2 trillion stimulus package passed by Congress late Wednesday, and this is March 31st, uh, includes more than $370 billion for small businesses. Uh, my sources are the New York Times um, and a lot of the other major out news outlets. Um, uh, basically, 
Um, if you uh, are a small business, if you also are an artist, if you also are an arts educator or an educator, uh, there's opportunities and money for you. Um, one thing I want small businesses to pay attention to is a thing called Paycheck Protection Program. You can go over to sba.gov, that's smallbusinessadministration.gov, to find out more information about this. Uh, this package includes about $350 billion for small businesses uh, and also small businesses at any stage. So if you are formed, if you are in business and been making money, whether small or you met a threshold, you definitely want to take advantage of this. And once again, you can go to sba.gov to find out more info about this. Uh, the loans are backed by the Smaller uh, Business Administration, uh, but you can apply through your bank. So check your bank to see as well and use those two different websites as well. Uh, also, the benefits don't, don't end there. Um, I already told you that you can find out about it at sba.gov. That's the pay check protection program. Um, there's a formula that, that they use that dictates how much uh, you get, basically. Um, if the business spent that money on employees, a mortgage, rent, or utilities, the principal of the loan will be forgiven. But like I said, it's even for folks who maybe, you know, are, are gig working or things on those lines, freelance as well. Those opportunities are there for you as well. Um, um also, uh, I want to talk about the Houston uh, Arts Alliance. Um, you can go to, you can search that up on Google. It'll pop up real quickly. Uh, you can also go to Bootleg Like Jazz. Email me at bootlegljazz at gmail.com to find out more information about it. Uh, but they have tons of resources. If you are an artist, uh, if you are an organization or an arts organization or an educator or arts educator, uh, the different options, the different things that they have that you can find out about uh, is Houston Arts Alliance Communications. They have a damage assessment survey. Uh, something was due on March 31st. So if I say it and it's past due, please forgive me. But the other things you still have time for. Um, you also have the digitize your experience, uh, economic strategies, emergency grants, government assistance, and resources for educators. Um, you definitely want to take your time and fill those things out. Me personally, I just kind of look through them real quickly. If you really were dedicated, you can get those things done in an afternoon. Um, so I would definitely encourage you, um, if you're somebody who is economically impacted any way, shape, form, or fashion, to reach out to that website, take some time, read over the different uh, economic relief options that they have, and do them. Some of them are surveys. Those are important. You know why? Because when this is over and this will be over, there will be a relief stimulus, a relief package, a relief fund to make sure that we are represented in that in those numbers and that those funds and resources are allocated to the right needs. You've got to you know, fill out the survey. Be as detailed as possible. Do not be intimidated by this. Uh, I would dare even say write as if they are stupid, right? <laughs> and I don't mean like they are, uh, you know, uh, unintelligent, but they, they don't know who you are. Tell them what they need to know so that you, our community, and our community of artists like you and myself can get those resources. 
If you have questions, um, uh, email me at bootleg, B-O-O-T-L-E-G-L, jazz at gmail.com. Um, and, uh, you know, let me know that you need some help. I can, you know, get you to those resources. Also, uh, uh, many of these links that were talked about in this video will be available in the description. Um, hey, if these stories resonate with you, if these uh, guests, these topics um, you know, mesh with you. Subscribe, donate, contribute, turn on notifications. Um, we cannot do this without you. And if we do it without you, then other people are going to tell us what to talk about. It's up to you. Hey, I love you guys. This is Boulay Like Jazz. Um, big shout out to um, the uh, Alex Q and Bold Media crew uh, for what they do. Thank you.